When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, guys? This is the Backpacking Podcast. I'm John Kelly, and with me, as always, the Backpacking Pirate himself, <laughs> Jeremiah Stringer. And Ahoy, if you're watching baby. the video, you'll totally understand what I'm talking about. Oh, I got my bandana on, man. Yeah, you do. It's really a buff. You look like a pirate, though, with the big red beard. Oh. You're your red beard the pirate, man. Yeah, I just hope I don't get coronavirus. Oh, man, if you do, you can't wear a face mask. You know, Ben McMillan has been selling these. Yeah. I didn't buy this one from him. He okay, sent me one. You know what's but- awesome? What's it? You and I were the first two people that got one of those, but nobody knows that. I don't know why we're so special. Because they were test versions of it. Yeah, he's like, I'll send you the crappy one. Yeah. and (laughs) You tried it. I was actually just talking to him today. (laughs) What'd he say? Uh, For those of you listening, there's a company called Hilltop Packs. Yeah, yeah, And uh, the guy who owns the company and started the company is a guy named uh, Ben McMillan out of Pennsylvania. Really cool guy. And uh, I just was chatting with him because they're calling them face blankets. Yeah, that's a weird name. I taught him to call them buffs, but spell it differently, like spell it B-U-P-H-S. That's funny. <laughs> that's what he should have I, I told him to call them the Tubes of Destiny. Oh, that's a good one, but, dude. But uh, nobody was going for that, so. Yeah, I would have bought it. I, I kind of like the idea of the Tubes of Destiny. But uh, anyways, so our last episode, we talked about staying warm when we were sleeping at night. Yeah. After, I wear this at night. It insulates me. Oh, yeah. yeah. You wear like a balaclava. Put it over your face and over your head and everything. It's also a segue to what we're talking about. Exactly. (laughs) So today, you're going to do a lot of the talking on this one. I don't know, man. I don't talk much. Because you just had an interview with Chad from UGQ. Chad Chad, Hogton. Chad Hogton. That's not his name, but he told me that. And it's in a video, so he's going to be Chad Hogton from here on out. That's what he gets, man. Um, I like him. He's great. Uh. You guys talked about insulation, specifically yes. down insulation and, and how it works and all that. And I'm sure there's a lot of us who are like, okay, 650 fill, 750 fill, 800 fill, 900, 950 yeah. like, what fill. What do you buy? Why do you do it? What the heck does that even mean? Yeah. The R so, value for the sleeping beds? Yeah. What, what is all this stuff? So why don't you enlighten us a little bit from what Chad told you about down insulation and how that okay. works. And I do, I want to mention something else too. Like UGQ, freaking awesome. Underground Quill, yes. Love them. Also, um, that video is a great resource. And Chad, he does a lot of the talking because he's like my residential expert. You wouldn't think it's a great resource because it's on your channel, would you? <laughs> I may be biased. But also, who's a great resource is Devin. Devin with Backcountry Exposure, he yeah. knows a lot about this stuff because he's been doing it a long time and he teaches classes. Yeah, he teaches at a college, teaches yeah. backpacking. At, at Dream a, at job, man. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So anyway, he, he has a lot of great videos on this too. So after you get done listening to the podcast, because you're probably driving right now or working out or something, but once you get home you know, and you want to watch a video, go, go check out those things. Absolutely. But anyway, yeah, let's start with Phil Power. So... You want to stay warm, and the thing between... You have to have something between your skin 
and the environment. Right. So a lot of times we wear, you know, just regular clothes and then a jacket. Or like you maybe you have a sleeping bag because you're laying there at night or something. You want to stay warm. So the barrier is goose or duck down. And I edited this out of the video because I, I sounded like an idiot. So nobody's actually heard this. But I had asked Chad, is it both duck or goose? Which one's better? Why would you choose either? And at the bo- at the end of the day, it can be either. Right, right. And Everybody throws a fit about it. They think that... If it's not goose down, it's not worth it or something. Yeah. But the truth is, they're pretty much the same yeah. thing. Ducks and ducks and geese. Have you ever seen geese? Like they're just like a giant duck with a big neck, and they're louder. <laughs> yeah, they're really annoying. They're I hate them. They're mean. I, I heard them all weekend. They're, <laughs> they're in mating season. They won't shut up. Okay, so so when I was in high school, we had oh, a I church like camp that we had to go to. Right, you got chased by a goose, didn't you, dude? We were going fishing one day. I was out, making out it on up. the lake. Yeah, and these geese were out there, and they did not like us being there. They honk, and they, dude. And they poop everywhere. Yeah, just was, blew out the that mic. Re- I really hope you put this in the video. That's I really hope. Because um, you all need to see his face just now. That was awesome. But they poop everywhere. Yeah, terrible. They're loud, and they don't like people. But they're probably good animals, too. You know, They're jerks. But anyway, so so we're, we're out here, and, and we're fishing. And this one goose gets really mad and jumps. We throw the line into the water, and he goes after it. They love bread. And I hooked a goose. I didn't want to hook a goose. You were goose fishing. I've never been goose fishing in my life, but apparently Terrible. that You're, day I was. That's unethical. Dude, that thing jumped out there and got the... It, it took my hook. What'd you have on there? Oh, what, what was I using? Like a jig or something. No, it wasn't a jig. It was an artificial bait? Yeah, it was artificial bait. Yeah. And it still went after it? It went after it. It was probably malicious intent. It was probably like, screw this guy. Yeah. He's well, over here at my leg. But then he got hooked. Fish. And I'm thinking he's going to run away from me. Straight at you? Coming right at me with this thing in its mouth. That's it was scary. the funniest looking thing I've ever Did seen. Did you drop kick life. it? I would have kicked that thing right in the face. I just, I cut the line and took off. I was like, I'm not messing with this. No, what bird. about the hook? I didn't care. Oh, dude. All I know is it's the funniest looking thing you've ever seen in your life. Because when they walk, because they waddle and they put their wings out. Yeah. And so he's making this noise. He's flapping his wings. He's waddling back and forth. And there's this huge bait sticking out of his mouth. And it's just flopping up and down and up and down the whole time. And uh, I, I was laughing and terrified all at the same time. I would time. have nightmares, dude. I don't even know why I just talked about that. Okay, so let's know. talk about goose down. Anyway, here's my biggest thing with the goose down. Okay, we're going to talk all about... What does fill power mean? Like, what should you buy? What's the best fit? And, you know, versus blah, blah, blah. And, you know, synthetic and all that. Because I know you got some synthetic stuff, too. The main thing is this stuff is ethically sourced, which is interesting that you're talking about, like, torturing a goose. I did not torture the well, goose. The, gorse, the goose, the gorse, <laughs> the goose self-tortured itself. I don't know. You can say whatever you want, man, but it sounds to me like you're a torturer. And I'm clean what, hands what, what, here. What do you, you got to be like that? I'm just washing my hands clean. Why do you got to be like that? I I don't want to get in trouble for I your goose action. I threw this bait out there 20 yards from this stupid goose. Ah, uh, yeah. But you still could have like taken it out of its mouth. No chance. I think would have killed me. Uh, yeah, you probably would have got hooked in the process. Oh, I would have gotten hooked. Yeah, there's yeah. no chance. So anyway, the main thing is it's ethically sourced. Because I've seen some disgusting, terrible pictures of like they have these farms in different Asian countries, I assume it's Asian countries, because a lot of like our stuff is made in China and Japan, Vietnam and stuff. Nothing wrong with those companies and stuff, but the main point is I'm a politician, so that's why I'm keeping my mouth 
clean here. You running for president? Yeah, not yet. I might vote. We'll see. I might vote for you. So they pluck the feathers. And if this bird's not already dead due to natural causes, or if y'all look into how your meat and stuff's processed, a lot of it's just like farmed straight up. Like they kill it on purpose. It's not like grass fed. It's like full of steroids and stuff. So anyway, some terrible, unethical, unmoral practices that you may not be aware of. They do this with geese too. Like they'll have a whole farm. And the whole point of this farm is to raise geese. And then once they get large enough, they pluck all the feathers and they throw them back. And I assume the feathers throw back. And it's like, dude, imagine me ripping out your beard by handfuls until you don't have any. I have a two-year-old that does that for me. Yeah. Well, imagine that's your job. Oh, my gosh. I guess it is kind of your job. So anyway, the main thing is ethically sourced, you know, because that's terrible. You know, you shouldn't be torturing geese like JK. But on another note, a better thing, you got field power. Basically, what this does is measure how much volume or how much space in three dimensions that your insulation takes up. Right. So the higher the fill power, the more space it takes up for the same amount of weight. For instance, one gram of 650 down doesn't take up as much space as one gram of 950. So you don't have to use as many grams to stuff whatever you're stuffing. So it's the insulative quality of the feather itself, basically. It's like how fluffy it is would be yeah. a good way to put so, it. Like, so basically like a single feather of, of 950 versus a single feather of 650, Yeah, 950. the 950 is going to keep you warmer because it's got more space for air to warm yeah, up. Yeah, it's fluffier. Yeah. But you can also compensate. So, you know, it may take so many – it may take a pound of 650 to fill up something where it only takes 0.8 pounds at 950. Right, right. You know, so – I have a jacket that's 700 fill power, and I have a jacket that's 800 fill power. And the 800 fill power is lighter, and the down's fluffier, but there's more down in the 700 fill power jacket. So that takes up more space, doesn't let any heat. And you know what? Another thing, I would love, and I think this is Miyagi on the Trail's idea, so I don't want to steal it. I don't want anybody else to steal it. I want to see his videos on it because I saw him do this. He hooked up an infrared camera. Not infrared, no, thermal imaging. Yeah. Thermal imaging camera, and you can look and see how much heat you're losing out of wear. Like my armpits where it compresses the down, I was losing all kinds of heat out of my armpits on my jackets. I'd like to see the sleeping bags tested side by side, you know, same same conditions. You got a control, and then you change something. You can do the different fill powers, different comfort ratings, whatever. Right. I want to see that. But anyway, yeah, that's how down works. What else you got? That's really interesting, though. That's really interesting. Because, <laughs> you know, when I first got into backpacking, um, I mean, I'm like everybody else, dude. I didn't know what I was talking about. Oh, who I, does? I, I, you know, I bought, I wanted something light for yeah. a sleeping bag. And so I bought this Marmot sleeping bag. Marmot's a good brand. And it was a 40-degree sleeping bag. Was it the green one? The trestle? The red one. Oh, I tried the trestle. What's trestle. it called? I don't know. It's hanging up over here somewhere. But uh, Still got it. I still got it. Yeah, yeah. I still got it. And... I got it because it weighed less than two pounds. Forty degrees, though. Well, it weighs it weighs almost two pounds, and it's synthetic. And and I didn't realize I for a little bit more I could have gotten a down sleeping bag that weighed less. Probably compresses and, more too. Yeah, it'd probably be a little smaller when I pack oh. it away, and and I, I realized um, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But there's a lot of things you, if you do the research. It's amazing what you can find. Like that green sleeping bag back there, which you've done a video on multiple times. Yeah. Um, that cuts down to the size of like a water bottle. 
Yeah, it's tiny. It gets really tiny, but that thing will keep you warm in the, in, in cool days. I won't say cold like days. Like 50-ish yeah. degrees at night. You'll stay warm. If you use it in the summer, you're yeah. never going to get cold. No, it's good. But in a way, it's less than a pound. I'll tell you some of the secrets to like staying warm is one, I like to take my down jacket and I like I to zip it up. I just noticed something. Can I just say something what, real quick? What's that? I just looked down at your uh, crock. Yeah. You got Scooby-Doo <laughs> on your yeah. crock. What yeah. What is that? Yeah, I do. These are called gibbets. So they're all the rage with the kids, or at least they were last year, but now I'm dated. All the rage with the kids. You All about- the rage, man. You got to be relatable with the kids. It's oh, that's right. You're a high school teacher. You got to do that stuff. Yes, because if they like you, they're easier to teach. They're easier to like mold. You know, you don't want to manipulate them, but at the same time, you can't get taken advantage of. Right, right. So, so, so anyway, so what is that called? Uh, they're called gibbets. I kept calling them giblets. And what's real funny? I <laughs> know, like in turkeys and yeah. chickens and stuff. Yeah, they're like that's my giblets. But they're gibbets. Basically, they're an accessory. Under shoes. These are my camp shoes. I had a bunch more, but I lost them kayaking. So, like, I got out to pee, and I just really I lost wish everybody on the on listening to the podcast right now could see that thing because ah, they got to check out the video, man. You're, you're talking to me, and then I look down, and this is what I see. I see this. <laughs> I, I see this Scooby Doo thing. Backpacking on your shoe. podcast on YouTube. They yeah, can look it up. They can look it up because it's there. If you want to see this, this, yeah. this thing, and and. It's yeah. weird, man. They so my ADD kicked in. Sorry about that's that. That's all right. The kids. The short of it is, the kids <laughs> brought me a bunch of different decorative ones. Brought me like a cabbage patch doll one. Brought me like SpongeBob. Like all kinds of cool stuff, you oh, know. And I put them all in, and the only one left is Scooby Doo. Because the problem is, I wear size 15, which we talked about shoes before on the podcast. Yeah, and which, by the way, I got a message from somebody. Uh oh, it was a direct message from somebody on YouTube, and they said. They too agree that your trail name should be Snowshoes. Oh, that's a good trail name. I didn't even hear you say. It. Yeah. So then the last one, I said because wow, you, your man. feet are so big. Sometimes I can't hear. We usually call you Snowshoes. <laughs> that's a good one because your feet are so huge, dude. I like it. Snowshoes. But it's, I already have a trail name, so we can't. I know. I know. Maybe my child. Yeah, baby. Maybe my child. We'll name your child in Snowshoe. If you ever yeah. have a kid, you'll name your son Snowshoe. That's her actual given name, yeah. like on their birth certificate. That would be awesome. So anyway, they brought me a bunch of different ones, and I put them in, but I could never wear Crocs to work, so they couldn't even see I was using them. And I was like, ah, oh, that's cool. And then one time we went to Bob Evans, and there was this little kid that was probably nine years old, and he has a little, little like, high-pitched voice. Excuse me, sir. I was sitting at the table with my friends. Excuse me, sir. Sir, you dropped your gibbets, and he brought me two gibbets that were laying in the floor that I had that fallen out of my shoes. <laughs> I was like, this kid. That's a sweetheart, though. That's awesome. That's a nice kid. And that was way off topic. Ah, that's okay. Totally my fault. That's totally okay, my fault. Man. So the insulation, yeah. One of the keys is, like, I think keeping major blood vessels warm. So, like, down in the nether regions, the groin, you got a lot of blood like going through your legs there and stuff. Right, right. And then also your neck. You got to think about your cardiovascular system. Its job is you got your heart pumping blood through the veins, and you're breathing the oxygen through your lungs, and the red blood cells are taking that oxygen to different parts of your body. It all has to at some point touch the brain. All that blood touches the brain. So your neck, you know, from your heart to your neck. Uh, through your neck up to your brain, that's a lot of blood going through there. Not all at once, but so keeping like a gator, a neck gator, or a buff, or face blanket, or whatever you want to call them around your neck, that or really even helps. just getting your basic balaclava. 
Bollock, yeah. Because I've got one of those that I use when it gets really cold. Those are really warm. It keeps you super warm. I have trouble with my face, though. Like, my face gets cold. I have cold. trouble with your face. Ah, I got so you. Trouble with oh, it. as Goat says, zing. <laughs> That's what he kept saying. Zing. So That's funny. Yeah, dude. So I did the same thing you did. I cinched it all up around my face. Yeah. And then I actually have like a, a draft collar that's too. inside. Yep. And so I actually take that and pull it over the hole. But I had a lot of condensation, though. The insulation was good. But, you know, okay, let me back backtrack, right? I have a 15-degree sleeping bag. And mm-hmm. last night it felt like 17. It's probably 23 degrees or so. Yeah, yeah. And so. It was windy, though, wasn't it? Wasn't there a little bit of wind last night? Yeah. Because I know there's okay. like a warm front coming in, so usually that's accompanied with some wind. Maybe five to ten mile per hour. That's but the wind bad. chill was pretty cold. So if it if right. you did feel wind, it was cold. Right. But not not in the tent. So my insulation was good. You want it to where if it's gonna be really cold temps, like for me, I think in the twenties is pretty cold. Like twenty two, twenty three is pretty cold. So the fifteen degree sleeping bag is good to go. All my heat was trapped inside and you get a little bit of condensation especially like if you have no hole that you're breathing out of. But the outside was like frozen. Like it was touching my tent. Oh, yeah. And I was at a little bit of an angle, so I slid down. And there was like ice crystals across the, you know, my sleeping bag where it was touching. Right, right. And I have a single wall tent. And so I felt of it. I was really reaching for my pee bottle. And I finally found it. Oh, and that's so gross. That pee bottle thing is just gross. I know, dude. I got to rinse it out when I get home. It smells oh. awful. I reuse it, man. So I used it once. You did not. No, I didn't. That's uh, disgusting. I never use that thing. The key is you use it inside the sleeping bag. But I was a little bit scared. You I use was like, it in the sleeping bag? Of course, man. What's the point? If you're going to have to unzip the sleeping bag and get out, you might as well get out anyway. Like, there's no point. There's no point in having the pee bottle if you had to get out. So here's the key. All right, I'll walk you uh, My through. mind is like blown right now. Don't try to imagine it too hard, my man. My mind is blown right now. So here's what you do. So, okay, okay. Ju- no, dude, let me tell you. Let I, me tell you. I just, I'm trying to imagine how you don't spill it. Don't don't imagine, dude. I'm going to tell you. Because you just do? Don't use your imagination on oh, this road. Oh, my gosh. Just listen, just listen. So here's what you do. I have like a lot of room. Man, this is so unscripted. <laughs> we go way off. Oh, Don't man. title this. Just title this unscripted. I'm just going to title it Jeremiah P's in his sleeping bag. <laughs> this would be a good clip. So I'm I'm on uh, an X-Lot, a Neo Air X-Lot. And I have this long, wide X-Lot. So it's 25 inches wide. And I also have the sleeping bag that's a long, wide. So I take the extra room in the sleeping bag and I push it off to the side of the sleeping pad. My friends told me to make a video about this because it'll blow up because nobody else has made this video. Nobody will talk about it. So you take the bottle. Rarely any, hardly anybody does it. Not yet, man. Maybe I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I am not Maybe I'll market pee, market pee balls. I'm too scared of spilling that stuff in my sleeping bag. Dude, we're going to get you one of those like hospital urinals. <laughs> we'll cap it. I'm good, bro. I'm good. So I just use this body armor bottle, right? It's got a big, wide mouth on it. Right. So you pull it. You pull it inside your sleeping bag, and you got that extra room, okay? Then you turn on your side, so gravity's going to do the work for you, and you take the bottle. You're already two-ish inches off the ground. You don't want to overfill the bottle because then you'll pee in your sleeping bag. And you keep it at an angle but almost vertical. And you maybe have to lean up a little bit, but you're still warm. And so you pee in there, and then you got to be very, very, very careful. You know, you do the, the cap it and that kind of thing. 
and then you got an instant hot water bottle for like 20 minutes. And um, the weird part is, though, I didn't know if I missed a little bit or if it's just like the condensation because the pee's hot and wet. But the inside of my sleeping bag at that spot was above where the pee bottle was, was like a little bit like hot and warm. They're not hot and warm, but hot and wet. So I was like, did oh. I miss? Is that a little bit of dribble? Oh, like, I'm still a young guy. Oh. Or or was it just, I, I like to think that it was just the, the evaporation because the pee's so hot and it's so cold outside and maybe like there's a reaction going on. You know, you know tents are warmer on the inside than it is outside, right? What do you mean? Your body heat warms up the inside of your tent too. I was in the sleeping bag though. Yeah, you're still warming up the inside of your tent because you got warm air coming out of your mouth and I mean... Tents are warmer on the inside than it is outside. Yeah, but if you're staying in the sleeping bag, you don't have to worry about how warm the tent is. You're oh going to be ten gosh. times warmer inside the sleeping bag. Oh Just give it a try, man. I'm not ever giving that a try. That's why you got to go with the two-sided hammock so you can pee out one side <laughs> and then eat your food on the other side. You know about this? Oh, yes, I know about this. Okay. I didn't know if that's something unspoken and I'm breaking you know, some man, kind of no, pack. No, you're not breaking any. Did we I, go over on time? Are we still okay? Oh, let me see. I think I think we're still good I'm on sorry, time, man. Here. I just like to ramble. I don't even know why anybody would listen to this. I, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> but no, like, but <laughs> Insulation. Wow. wow. Turned into that. So, yeah, I'm just not doing it. Just I'm give not, it one try, man. Never. Try it once. I'm good, man. I don't mind getting up and walking out. Like, Whatever, man. I usually have that's my your spot. Loss. I usually have my spot. You got a spot picked out? I have a spot picked out. Like, I'm telling you, if anybody went, I just cracked again. Yeah, I got you. Got you. My puberty hitting again. Um, But uh, if anybody went backpacking that next night or the next weekend after we were there, I guarantee they saw a huge area of yellow snow. Oh, don't eat the yellow snow, man. Dude, and it's all yellow. I mean, it's like. All yellow? You didn't pee in the same place? Oh, I just did, but it's like this big round spot where i peed like four times that's gross man dude no it was, it was great because it was away from my, my hammock so i didn't have to smell it you know what was really gross what's that we saved that pee bottle and i poured it on the fire it's the worst smell oh, you can ever why smell why would you do that because you got to put the fire out you want to be responsible you go they have forest fires but water man oh, we didn't have water dude we had urine i wasn't gonna drink it oh that's so gross it went this, and this, then the smoke. I'm like, going up, guys. We probably lost just like 15 subscribers in a five <laughs> second like, from, from this <laughs> conversation. Oh, my gosh. Well, anyways, so. There's something else. I can't remember. There's something else about pee I was going to say. It's not important. Yeah, it's probably it's not, not important. We'll get past that. All right. What we'll do you get got? get past that. So, so we know like the, the down insulation does that thing. Um, artificial insulation. Synthetic insulation. Yeah. Um. It's really good for um, if you're going to get wet. A lot yeah. of people on the AT, I think, use it because well, it's a wet trail. Yeah, because uh, the thing with down is once it gets wet, there is treated down. There is treated there is. down. But it's like not but as good. Un- unless, you're, unless you're backpacking in a lot of rain, Yeah, you really don't have to worry about it too much. But if you're, if, if you're like I was when I did the Sheltoe Trace and it rained for four straight days and it was like torrential downpours the whole time, um, synthetic would have been really good. You know, because I we kept everything dry. I wouldn't even like. Here's what I would caution people from: if it's raining, just keep hiking and use your rain jacket only. Like, don't get anything else wet. I know this one guy on the long trail. He was through hiking, and he hiked completely naked under his rain pants and his rain jacket because you're hiking, so you're going to be warm. It's going to be wet inside there from your sweat. It's going to be wet outside. And you're also going to wet through. I don't care. Like, if you have a $500 rain jacket, if it rains for four days and you're wearing it, 
you're going to get wetted out at some point. Well, and if you're doing it in the cold, if you're hiking in the cold, you don't want to sweat. And because, you'll still be warm. Because if, you, if, you, if you're hiking in the cold, you want to take layers off so your body can heat up without sweating. Right. So you want, like when we were hiking up in Wisconsin, mm-hmm. uh, we were taking layers off yeah. because we didn't want to sweat because it's not warm enough for that to dry up. So you'll just get yeah. really cold at night. It was it was raining. I mean, it was snowing so so much. Not like a ton, but whenever I was trying to tr- find that trail in the dark, yeah. Last weekend we talked about, um, I the snow was so bad I couldn't see like super far in front of me, and you know you still are warm. Like I was literally hiking in this shirt, right. You know, right. a PFG Columbia Performance Fishing Gear shirt, like super thin, and I was still sweating. Like my yeah. back was getting sweaty. And you're like, okay, don't get your down stuff out in the rain. No, don't even get your synthetic out in the rain. Like use it at camp when you're not moving. Yeah, synthetic. It, the, the the cool thing is it does still perform when it's wet. Yeah, that's yeah, one yeah, thing yeah, that's yeah. great about synthetic. And it'll dry on you, and it'll dry quicker. Yeah, yeah, because your body heat will help warm it up. Mm-hmm. It, but the difference between synthetic. And uh, and and down is that down once it gets wet it just compresses and it's just flat. Yeah, and and it's like mush. Yeah, and because there's no air getting in there, that you're just nothing to heat up. Synthetic because of the way it's made, mm-hmm. it's a lot of times in a sheet. Yeah, and and that sheet of insulation doesn't compress because of the way it's made. So there's still the ability for air to get trapped inside of the synthetic, which allows your body to stay warm even though. The insulation got wet. The down gets clumpy too. Oh, like down gets just really clumpy it. when it's wet. Yeah. Somebody's asking me like, how do you wash it, or like, how do you get the clumps out? You got to like manually. It's, there's no, you know, tennis balls and a dryer is great, but sometimes you just got to manually. Pull. Darwin on the trail did a great video on that. Yeah, watch it. Did a great video. He washes it in the, in a bathtub. Yeah, you got to have special shows, detergent. And and he shows how he he actually declumps the feathers and all that stuff. He's got a great, great channel. He's very, very informed. Yeah, he's he has some great stuff, and uh, he's that that video was fantastic. Yeah, because that was just like maybe a couple months ago. And you could do that, that if you're on a through hike. I wouldn't suggest washing my stuff on through hike, like uh, my down stuff, unless you get like bed bugs or something. Yeah, then maybe. But I use mine on my through hike. I really need to wash it now because it's been like. I wear it all the time, and the down just kind of loses its loft, and your body oils seep in, and they kind of like keep it from fluffing up. And you really have to get on it. I'm actually getting ready to uh, wash my Enlightened Equipment Revelation quilt. Uh, you should wash everything at that. once, man. Yeah. Because that way you're already in the groove. Well, the other stuff's so new. I just, I mean, I literally just used my, my one for the first oh, okay, time, so I don't yeah. think I'm going to be washing that one anytime no, soon. you got to use it a bunch before you wash yeah, it. Like, yeah. I wouldn't wash it. This is what Chad said. When it comes to that down stuff, if you're just using it three or four times a year, don't don't no. don't wash it all the time. Well, my my Revelation quilt I used for the entirety of the uh, Sheltoy Trace mm-hmm. and multiple trips other than that. So as a matter of fact, I'm just now not going to be using that this spring. Yeah, so I'm trying something a little different. I'm actually trying a, a uh, synthetic insulated blanket. For the spring to see how it goes. I saw you talking about that yeah. somewhere. Maybe it's in one of your more so, recent videos. Yeah. Well, anyways, that was good, man. We we actually we actually stayed on topic for like <laughs> three or four minutes. Sixty percent of the the podcast. I I'll think. throw this in. Yeah. Devin, I told I you know I said go check out those videos and stuff that he does. He commented a really good comment on mine, and he's talking about 
a like standard across the board rating for insulation when it comes to like sleeping bags. That's and new for this year. EN, I think, was the name of the rating, or it's different mm-hmm. per country. But they have something similar coming up this year for sleeping pads, like the R values. All sleeping pads now have the same R value. Yeah. And so that's that's brand new Standard. this year. Well, that's what we need. Because companies like Nemo weren't doing that. Yeah. So you don't know what you're getting. Right. Now now you're going to know if it's this R value. You're pr- There's still going to be variations. Right, right, But right. at least it's going to be a little more consistent than what it was in the past. That's true. So, With that said, though, man, yeah, awesome wish- time. You need to go home <laughs> and see your wife. We should have talked more about insulation, but oh well. Hopefully you got a laugh out of it. Yeah, it's all good. But uh, thanks for tuning in. This is the Backpacking Podcast. Mm. I'm JK. This is Jeremiah, the Hiking Pirate. <laughs> and uh, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Adios. <laughs>